Yes, what a world, and welcome back, everybody, to the next edition of the Kirby on Sports World Cup Show Match Day 2. Three games today to go over. Of course, I'm only going to be focusing really on one game, and I'm going to kind of touch on the other two. Of course, we had a big a big win, uh, a late second, uh, or, you know, a later win, you know, and then a very, very, I guess you could say disappointing draw, uh, against, uh, you know, in the last game of the day. Um, of course, before we do anything, we do have to thank our sponsors, uh, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, and Barrett Pest and Termite Services. I am your host, Carlos, the Swiss Army Knife Martinez, here to guide you on this glorious World Cup day on match day two a lot of fun today let's jump into it um yeah uh the game we're all gonna want to talk about the i mean i'm repping i'm repping my team today you know i'm wearing the usa jersey for for the listeners um my custom one that has my last name on the back um wore it all day to work today uh and that is because today for the first time in eight years since the last time you know, this happened. I was still in high school. Um, you know, the United States competed in a World Cup match. And unfortunately, they had a draw against Wales 1-1 in a game in which, I mean, what can you say? The U.S. were definitely the better team. Um, more specifically in that first half, they completely, completely dominated Wales in that first half. And and I wish they would have gotten more, but they didn't. And then, of course, um, you know, in the second half, Wales made some adjustments and and came in and uh, you know started to to dictate more of the game. And uh, eventually, Walker Zimmerman making a mistake uh, and you know and tackling uh, Gareth Bale in the box and um, you know uh, giving them a penalty. And Gareth Bale, of course, you know he's a quality player. Um, you know, and, you know, he com- he converts the penalty. Matt Turner actually guessed right on where the penalty was going, but, you know, Gareth Bale just has that little, that little oomph to, to, to the kick where it's going to, uh, where it just doesn't matter, and he, he, he got it in. Um, well, you, you know, um, a lot to take away from this game. I mean, I guess we could start with the, you know, with the lineup, um, you know, Greg Berhalter, you know, the coach of the United States, um, really made, made a couple surprises, um, with the lineup. Um, you know, the two that come to mind are Tim Ream, um, you know, a guy who, who wasn't really part of qualifying, who hasn't really been a part of this team was also a surprise to make the world cup roster. Um, you, you know, there was that. And then starting Josh Sargent, a guy who, who was kind of part of the team at the beginning of qualifying fell out of favor because he wasn't in good form. He wasn't really producing much, you know, has since come into form, you know, with his club team and he got the call up to the national team. It was very surprising seeing him start considering that Jesus Ferreira was the guy, you know, who was really the, um, who was, who was really the guy who was in the number nine position. Um, so those were like the two big like um, lineup surprises, I guess you could say. Um, I'm pulling up some stuff here real quick. So yeah, um, 
a very, you know, interesting. Yeah, you see, like a goalkeeper, Matt Turner. He's our number one. Of course, with Stefan not being called up to the team, we, we all knew it was going to be Turner. He had a fantastic game, in my opinion. Uh, Serginho Dest, he he kind of, um, you know, he was he was all right. Um, you know, um, sorry, somebody was. Um, yeah, Serginho Dest was all right. Um, he. He, he he I don't know. I, I had some gripes with his play style. Um he he really struggled in the attacking third whenever he would come forward. Uh, of course Walker Zimmerman was solid for most of the game until he made that mistake against Gareth Bale and tackling him in the box, which I mean let let's break that down for a, a little bit. Gareth Walker Zimmerman didn't need to do that. And that really costed the United States there. Um at that point you, you know, there was enough people around to where, you know, I I, I can't, I, I don't see the reason why he did it. There was no real reason that he needed to do that. Uh, he really just needed to just be in Gareth Bale's space and just not let him be able to turn and get an easy shot. Um, yeah, it, it was it, it was tough. It's tough, and he's he's gonna get a lot of, you know. Uh, a flack for 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 that move, um, but hey, you know, it was just a dumb decision. He's going to learn from it. You know, Walker Zimmerman has been pretty solid for us through all the qualifying, um, and he just he just made a mistake there, and it happens. It happens to the best of you you know you know to the best players. I mean, Zinedine Zidane in 06 in the final decides to headbutt a player, you know, uh, you know one of the Italian players. And and gets gets sent off the game in the World Cup final, you know. I mean, so Walker Zimmerman, you know, making that tackle, it, it just happens. It, it happens. This is soccer, and um, and unfortunately, it's it's what costed the U.S. three points. But um, you know, going down the line, Tim Ream was, you know, like I said, he was a surprise in this lineup. But man, did he ball out! He was. Absolutely, he was an absolute force. It even got to the point where Walker Zimmerman, who of course has been with this team for most of qualifying and has really become the guy, you know, in the in in the defense, uh, was really starting to kind of, you know, give into Tim Ream, let Tim Ream kind of lead, um, and and Tim Ream did a fantastic job of shutting down Gareth Bale and shutting down this Wales offense, um, and and yeah, I was very pleased with that with that performance, you, you know. It was it was a fantastic pick, and I didn't see it coming. I, I, you know, Tim the Dream Ream, a guy who's thirty five years old. This is his first World Cup, I believe. You know, and for him to come out and have a performance like this, man, that was awesome. Uh, Anthony Robinson, man, I love Anthony Robinson. You know, or, or as he likes to be called, Jedi. Um, yeah, he was he was an absolute stud today. He played fantastic. Uh, when they first initially released the lineups, they had him on the right side. Uh, I don't know why, and it very it confused me a lot when I kept seeing the graphic. Then they would have Dest and and Robinson flipped, uh, because I was like, Robinson's the left back, and and Dest is usually the right back. Why is it flipped? It made no sense why they did it like that. Um, but ultimately, they ended up playing in the positions that they're more comfortable in, um, and um, yeah, I'd say it, uh, it worked. Of course, you know we got Weston McKinney who, listen. I love Weston McKinney. He's he's a stud when he's completely healthy, but he's not healthy. Of course, he came into you know the, the last you know three weeks prior to the to the World Cup. He 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 had picked up an injury, 
Um, it's clear he's not 100%. Uh, he was grabbing at his groin area, you know, a lot throughout the game. And you could just tell he just didn't have that. He, he couldn't get into, like, that fifth gear, right? Like, like most of us that have watched this, just just we just noticed that he, he just wasn't, he just wasn't able to really like, you know, get there, like like get to like that, to to that like game changing, uh, speed or 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 level. You know, he just couldn't get there, and I think that stems from he's just not one hundred percent healthy. But you know, uh, he gives us something still even when he's not one hundred percent. Of course, uh, you know, man of the match in my opinion, Tyler Adams, our captain, man, Tyler Adams, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason why big clubs are starting to look at him more and more and more. And it's because this dude is just everywhere. He was an absolute stud today. Of course, his main position is the central defensive midfielder. So his job is to really protect the center backs. But like he will flip over into the into the right back position when Sergio Des pushes up field and to join the attack. So he really covers Sergio Des or he covers Anthony Robinson when they when they bomb forward. Um, and he did such a fantastic job in, in controlling the midfield and, and really, really standing out, um, you know, uh, amongst, you know, this great group of players. I mean, he's, he's, he's a stud man. And, and I'm really excited to see, you know, how, how much he progresses going into, you know, the future. But, uh, yeah, he was man of the match in my opinion. Um, I think for sure, um, that without him, we would have been in some trouble. Um, Eunice Musa, he was all right. You know, I don't really have any complaints about him. Um, kind of struggled a little bit sometimes, but he, he, you know, Eunice Musa is super. He, 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 he has something that a lot of our midfielders don't have, and he was able to, you know, really, you know, mix, you know, mix it up well with this midfield. Um, of course, we have, um, Timothy Weah, you know, the goal scorer, the guy who scored the goal, uh, and it was a fantastic goal. Uh, you know, I, I love Timothy Weah. I think, I do think that he, I, I'll get into this conversation a little later, but I think he would be better suited in a different position than, than, than right winger on this team. Um, but for some reason, Greg Berhalter just has never really tried, like tested this theory out, even though we've been talking about it since qualifying. A lot of us have brought it up before. But Timothy Weah had a fantastic game, in my opinion, um, of course, scoring that goal. And he's just a menace on the right, like he truly is. Um, of course, we'll, you know, then we move to the other side, Christian Pulisic on the left, um, who, of course, is like, you know, he, he he's the star. He's like, he's Captain America, you know, all that stuff. You know, he... He didn't necessarily, you know, he had the assist on the goal, but and he didn't necessarily make an impact scoring wise, but he was active and and I like that. I like an active Christian Pulisic. He was actively looking for the game in a way where he wasn't like uh, putting himself completely out of position, right? Like he wasn't like really going back into like the midfield into like Tyler Adams's area looking for the game. He was like really just like kind of just like roaming around his specific area trying to make something happen, trying, you know, just being active, just being that, you know, just trying to be, you know, that dude who, you know, we, we've seen before, you know, like against Panama, uh, you, you know, against uh, against Mexico, you know, a few times, you, you know, that's that's the Christian Pulisic we need. Um, and then, of course, you know, our, our number nine, our center forward, you know, Josh Sargent, a, a guy who I said I was surprised start, started considering that he was not really part of the uh, 
the World Cup school or like World Cup qualifying squad for a majority of it. He only I think he only came in for the first window um, to, to you know the first set of games. I think that's the only games he played with this team, and then. Uh, we never really brought him back in because he just was never not in form. He just didn't really fit, and um, and like I said, he just recently got in form with his team. Um, you, you know, with uh with Norwich uh, down in the in the championship, the level under the Premier League, um, he's he's been scoring goals there. But you know, I mean, there's the the, the in t- terms of the team. Initially, I was like, okay, let's see, let, let's see how this goes, right? Tim Ream worked out, in my opinion. Josh Sargent, he had some moments. Of course, he he also helped on the goal. You know, he held the ball. You know, he held the ball up to let Pulisic be able to make the run, and then you know he passed it to Pulisic, and Pulisic, of course, made his move in order to free himself up to be able to you know hit that perfect pass to to um to to Wea so that Wea could score, but. You know, aside from that, and then the moment where, you know, early in the game where he got a header that, you know, wasn't necessarily, you know, it wasn't going to go in, but, you know, it was something. Aside from that, you know, I didn't really see Josh Sargent really out there. And I just don't think Josh Sargent is the type of number nine that we're looking for. Um, I just don't think he has the quality um, of play that we need. And, of course, he eventually got subbed out of the game for... Um, for Haji Wright, who I also, who was also a huge surprise that he made the World Cup squad because he also was not really involved in World Cup qualifying, um, and is a guy who, while he came in and, and brought an, an energy and was a little more active than Josh Sargent was, I still don't think he's the right guy. I think this was the mistake of not bringing in a Ricardo Pepe, uh, a, a guy who's great at connecting, you know, the midfield to you, you know to the forwards. Um, and I get it, you know, Ricardo Pepe, since, you know, he came in, he came onto the scene with Dallas, you know, a few, uh, I believe, uh, I believe it was uh, a couple years ago, I want to say now, you know, he really came onto the scene, he was scoring, of course, he's only 18 years old, he's a young kid, um, and he was playing for FC Dallas, and, you know, really showed out at the at the MLS All-Star game, gets a call up to the national team, you know, really helps, you know, like like uh, like resetting this team because up until that that point going into the Honduras match uh, in Honduras you, you know the the United States just didn't look great and then he comes along he he assists you, you know helps with like two goals I think he scores a goal himself then you know next game against Jamaica you know he he scores two goals there and you know things are going off then he makes the move from Dallas to to you know to Germany um, and, you know, and just kind of falls off and, um, and loses his, loses that hot form that he was on. And, um, and I think that was, that stems from also, it was the wrong move. He shouldn't have left FC Dallas. He's 18 years old. Just keep playing in the MLS. The MLS is a pretty decent league, you know, at, at least play there until you're like 20 or something, right? Like there's no rush to move to a European club where, you know, you're maybe not going to be the focal point, right? And I think that that's kind of what happened to Pepe. He just didn't become the focal point. I just don't think that system really worked for him. But, you know, I think he just brings something to the U.S., national and to that number nine position that none of these other number nines that we have really bring. He just has this quality to him. Um, 
And recently, he, he, he's gone out on loan to another smaller club where he can be more, a little bit more focused on, um, and he has found his form. He's been good, and for some reason, Greg Berhalter did not want to call him in. Um, and I believe that, the, that, that that might be a big mistake for Greg Berhalter. Um, you know, substi- substitution-wise, you know, he brings in Brendan Aronson, you know, a guy that I'm a big fan of. I think he's fantastic. He just brings this energy level to the game. Um you know, and then he brings in, you know, he brings he brings in Brendan Aronson for uh, Weston McKinney, I believe. Yeah, he, he he subs out Weston McKinney first, brings in Brendan Aronson. Brendan Aronson immediately starts kind of making an impact by just by just his energy because he's just a bulldog. He's relentless. He's going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming. Um, and then, you know, he brings in, uh, you know, uh, a Haji Wright and a DeAndre Yedlin and a, and Kelly and Acosta, um, who listen at, at that point in the game, you know, the, the U S was kind of playing to not lose, right. They weren't playing to win anymore. And they were just kind of just like settling in. I think that's where the mistake kind of came. You know, the U S needed to stay relentless. And I noticed, I noticed it after the first goal where it kind of seemed like they started switching off. They were so on, like leading up to that first goal and then for some odd reason after that after that goal they just felt like they turned off a little bit and then it they didn't really make any adjustments at halftime which is so strange because normally that's been the strength of this Greg Berhalter led US team is they're good at you know at at adjustments and then you know they're also good at bringing in the right substitutions and i just felt like Greg Berhalter kind of missed and you know Wales was going to make these substitutions. We're going to make these not substitutions. They were going to make these adjustments, and 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 you know because like they're not going to play as bad as 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 they as they did for the whole game. You know, especially at halftime, they're able to reflect and really see like, hey, okay, let's start doing. Let's stop letting them really come on to us because they're just dictating it. Like we got to kind of bring it to them. Um, so yeah, uh, so. I think bringing in DeAndre Yedlin for for Serginho Dest at the time that he did was the right choice because Serginho Dest at that point was just kind of it looked like he was kind of gassed and he was just starting to make mistakes. Um, and also, you, you got to bring in the guy who's got World Cup experience. He's the only one that does. Um, and then, of course, you know Kelly Acosta, who's just another kind of you know defensive holding midfielder kind of guy. Um, you, you know, you bring him in to kind of help out Tyler Adams, and then. Uh, they brought in Haji Wright, like I said, is a guy who never really was part of this World Cup qualifying process. So, like, to, for him to make the squad was crazy. Um, but he did over, you know, uh, uh, some other guys that I thought were a little more deserving. But um, he came in. He 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 brought a little more energy, a little more, you know, activity. But it wasn't anything that'll impress me, you know. Um, and then the biggest surprise was bringing in Jordan Morris over um, Gio Reyna. Gio Reyna, of course, you know, uh, a, a young, very um, exciting prospect of a kid. You know, he's only, I believe, 19 years old. Um, he plays for Borussia Dortmund. You know, his parents are two U.S. soccer legends. Um, and, and the fact that that he was left out and then Jesus Ferreira was left out also was very stunning. Now there's talk that, you know, G- the reason why Gio Reyna didn't come in was because 
that it might be a fitness issue. He might have, he might have picked up a knock, and they just didn't want to. They went with Jordan Morris, who you know, fine. You know, he's all right. I just think that in that situation, you wanted a Gio Reyna. You needed a Gio Reyna because he just he just has this creativity to him, and I think that's where I think Greg Berhalter kind of missed with with these with some of these substitutions and definitely tactic tactics wise did not really respond um or, or did wasn't proactive is, is the better word he wasn't proactive getting this team to a position where uh you, you know to really to, to to just be relentless just be ruthless and and really just just kind of put whales out of their misery you know and um unfortunately we ended up kind of paying for it um, you know, uh, by a mistake by Walker Zimmerman and, and a penalty. But, I mean, listen, it's not all doom and gloom. We still got a point out of this. You know, um, we have this game against uh, England, of course, on on Black Friday. You know, it's going to be a massive game. Um, and I don't, you know, I, we're, we're, we're going to be back in the underdogs position. And that's where the United States thrives. We thrive in the underdog position. Um England might be overlooking us. I, you know, I, I don't know. I think they, you know, they might be feeling themselves a little bit. We're going to talk about their game a little later, but you know, I, I wouldn't feel so doom and gloom. Plus, besides the U.S., so long as they avoid defeat in the first in their first match, fifty, I believe it's fifty nine percent of the time they move on to the next round. So it's not all doom and gloom here. You know, uh, you, you know, obviously. You know, we wish we would have gotten. We deserved those three points. We were the better team. We, we, you know, this this game deserved us getting the three points. But unfortunately, that's not how soccer goes, man. You know, you you gotta you gotta actually you know perform to you know get it. And um, the United States did in did enough, in my opinion, to deserve those three points. But ultimately, um, that's not how it goes. And and before I move on, that referee was absolutely god awful. He was terrible. He had an awful game. He was very card happy. He was giving yellow cards for these very like minuscule type of tackles. But then there sometimes there'd be some big tackles, and he wouldn't call anything. Um, so, yeah, not, not not a great performance by the referee. Um, and and now we got some some key guys on yellow cards. We got we have. Three people on yellow cards, Weston McKinney, Serginio Dest, and Tim the Dream Ream are all on. Oh, and Kelly and Acosta. Acosta. So we have four guys on yellow cards. Um, while Wales only got two. Yeah, they only had two people on yellow cards, Gareth Bale and um, Mephum. I believe is how you say his name. I don't know. He's the he's he's the Welsh defender. Um, so, yeah. So, um Listen, Friday, I'm still going to be excited. I'm still behind this team 100%. Anything we can get out of England if we can if we can get a draw is still good. If we can get a a a win, you know, that'd be incredible because then we can just rub it in their faces. Last time the United States played England in the World Cup was in 2010 and we tied 1-1. Um so uh, history kind of shows that like we can do it. And that was with a very, they had a star studded squad back then too. But uh, back then that English team was very, uh, was very clicky, I guess you could say. And they weren't very together as a team where I feel like this England team might be different in that sense. And 
Um, I do believe, and our U.S. team that year ended up winning the group because we had England in our group. We ended up winning our group, um, and um, and yeah, we if we can just muster any points out of this game against England, we're set because then all we have to do is beat. Um, we just have to beat, you know, Iran, and we just have to make sure that our goal differential is a little bit more than Wales just in case, um, and we should be fine. Um, I don't think there's really a fear of, you know, an England-Wales tie on the last day of the group play for us. I don't think that there's that just because there's just a huge rivalry that they just, you know, they just want bragging rights like, you know, they, they just do. So um, it's not doom and gloom. It's not, it's not the end of the world uh, here. You know, the, the United States, I believe, um, they, they look, we looked good. We did. We, we, we really looked good. We dominated the game up until the, uh, you, you know, for, for most of that, for, for all of the first half, it felt like. And then the second half, you know, we, we just kind of struggled to, to adjust to the game and, and, and Wales started really coming on. And, but ultimately we held, it's just, we can't make mistakes like that, like, like Walker Zimmerman did. Um, and I'm not putting this all on Walker, you know, because we had ample opportunities to also put the game away on the other side, and we just didn't take those opportunities. Set pieces were an issue, but I'm not going to get too in-depth on it. Um, long story short, I believe the U.S. deserved to win this game, but they didn't, and we left with a 1-1 draw against Wales. One point for each t- for for each team. Let's go ahead and quickly talk about the other two games that were played today. Um, let's start with England, Iran, England six, Iran two, man, what a (laughs) thrashing this game was. It, it really felt like Iran's spirit broke after about the third goal. Um, you know, a good performance for England to really ease their fans because there was a lot of, uh, fear, I guess you could say, um, going into this world cup because England hadn't necessarily looked good leading into their world cup into this world cup with the games that they had played prior, you know, prior to this. Um, but Hey, they, they, they showed out six two. Iran, of course, not singing their national anthem, uh, when it played because, you know, they're, you know, in solidarity with the people, you know, with everything going on there politically, you know, um, obviously don't really want to get into it too much. Of course I, you know, I, I, I totally understand their position. Um, but yeah, um, but Iran managed to get two goals on, on, on England. Um, and, uh, as I pull up the stats here real quick, the surprising thing for me on this game. So I didn't actually watch this game live. Um, because you know, I was obviously at seven in the morning. I had to work. So I didn't actually realize that Ian Dark called this game with Landon Donovan, which is crazy considering Ian Dark's one of Ian Dark's most famous calls was on the Landon Donovan goal against uh, Algeria in the 2010 World Cup, where at the last second, you know, Tim Howard throws the ball, you know, you know, uh, you know he, he, he makes a save, he catches the ball, and then he immediately goes and throws it out, you know, to play. And he he starts the counterattack. The counterattack eventually comes. Uh, I believe Dempsey takes a shot. You know, it's saved. And then Donovan's trailing behind him. So uh, when the Algerian goalkeeper made the save, Donovan quickly came in and and uh, and and put the and put the second chance shot in. Um, 
and and that's what propelled the U.S. to move on to the knockout round and also win the group in 2010, which of course, like I said before, England was in. So that put us on top of that group, and we, you know, we had, we advanced onto the next round. And Ian Dark was on call there. Uh, of course, Ian Dark works for ESPN. I didn't know that they had made a short-term loan to loan Ian Dark to call some of these matches. Um, of course, he's not. John Strong is the number one. Uh, you know, John Strong and Stu Holden are the number one uh, commentating crew. They're going to be the ones calling all the big games. Um, and I love John Strong and Stu Holden. I think they're fantastic. Um, but no, but I didn't know Ian Dark was going to be there. I really didn't. And that's that's so cool that that they were able to make that agreement. And I, because I love Ian Dark, I think you know he's just he deserves to be calling U.S. games. But I understand why we're doing John Strong because John Strong is an American. But uh, to hear his voice was crazy, and to know that he's calling it with the guy who was involved in one of his best calls um you know with the go go usa um you know call was was pretty cool but um yeah in terms of um you know it, it was just a thrashing man like it truly was and um there's not really much you can really say on this game i mean like i said iran kind of lost um they kind of lost uh I guess their their heart like their hearts were just broken by the time it was three 0 and they kind of lost their spirit and they you know you know they got they got a goal you know at the sixty fifth minute and then they got a penalty in the <laughs> in the uh, the thirteenth minute of extra time that's insane to think about that they had like thirteen added minutes of of extra time but the, you know they 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 made it to six two um, not like I said not much to say I mean I, I think. You know, Iran's not really. You know, they they were never really a contender, but it would be it was going to be interesting to see what they brought to the table. The second game of the day, of course, was Netherlands Senegal. Uh, of course, Netherlands won two nil. Uh, they really held it to the end of the game. Of course, uh, two Barcelona players. Of course, Barcelona is my favorite uh, European team. Two Barcelona players, Frankie de Jong and Memphis Depay, uh, kind of uh, uh, contributing to. Uh, the goals, of course, uh, you know, Frankie de Young, um, you, you know, really setting up the goal by, you know, with, with a little bit of a, you know, an overhead pass, um, putting it perfectly for the header. And then, of course, Memphis Depay had a, had kind of a, a did a little move against the, the only defender, had a little bit of an open area, you know, kicked it, you, you know, took the shot and it was you know the goalkeeper defended it but it landed perfectly to a trailing Netherlands player um who eventually put it in so um it was kind of a a little bit of a back and forth game but also kind of lackluster uh for most of the part for the most part i mean it wasn't until the 85th minute that the first goal was scored and then uh eventually Netherlands put it away but Senegal you know it kind of sucks just because they they are missing their best player in Sadio Mane so it it, it does kind of suck for them but you know that that's how the game kind of works but you know uh, again ladies and gentlemen please keep an eye out for Netherlands man this is a very young and talented team they have you know they have quality players like Frankie de Jong Memphis Depay who i believe is a very very good player and it sucks that he's kind of now Falling down the top, the 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 pecking order in Barcelona, um, it does suck. But keep keep an eye out for these guys. Um, you know they they, they can be a dark horse to you know to, to really get 
you know, to make it far. I mean, this is a country that's been to the final, I believe, four times, but have never won. Uh, so they always have talent. It's just can they finally finish, you, you know, finish it out? And I, I think I think they can. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying they're my they're my picks to win. They're, they they are not my picks to win, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they like somehow make it to the final because they are a very talented team. They have very talented players like Matthias DeLitt and, and Virgil van Dijk. Um, like those are just their defenders. Um, so yeah, that, that was the second game. Um, let me just make sure who, who actually played in that game. Yeah. 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 It was van Dyke and, and Matthias DeLitt. Yeah. They had, you know, they're, they're fantastic. Um, so yeah, those were the three games. Like I said, I was really going to mostly focus on USA Wales just because I mean, come on, this is like, come on. (laughs) That's why we're here. Um, and of course, England, Iran and, and Netherlands, Senegal. So the way things kind of stand in group B right now is, uh, England are at the top with three points. Uh, USA Wales are tied at the moment, uh, with one point and then, um, you know, uh, Iran at the bottom with no points there. They got a big old goose egg. Um, so, uh, with, with that, I mean, we got two games, two games of group play left. You know, we, we got England next and then we finished group play with Iran. So, um, we have to really, um, you, you know, we, we, we gotta, we gotta get something out of this England game. Um, it's not a necessity, but it would obviously be, you, you know, best case scenario because then that can really set us up for the last game against Iran uh, where all we have to do is just get a win and we can move on. Um, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's slate of games starts super early with uh, Argentina and Wales at four in the morning, five in the morning, I'm sorry, is when kickoff is four in the morning for coverage. Uh, Argentina versus Saudi Arabia, um, Denmark, uh, Tunisia at eight in the morning, Mexico, Poland, which is a game that I'm going to be very interested to see at 11 in the morning. And then of course the defending champions, France, um, take on Australia at 2 PM. So some good matches, of course, my pick to win the world cup is Argentina. I just believe this is Messi's time. I believe Argentina is a very complete squad. Um, you know, they're taking on, you know, Saudi Arabia, who, you know, on paper, Argentina should win this game comfortably. Um, you know, Denmark, I believe, are a very good team as well. Um, and uh, they should also handle, you know, they should handle Tunisia very easily. Um, Mexico, Poland, is, I think, is the contender for, for, for match of the day. Uh, just because, you know, I think they're very equal. You know, you have Robert Lewandowski on Poland, and then, of course, you have, like, the Mexican, you know, players. You know, there's, you know, you have Chucky Lozano and and, and some other guys. Um, you know, I think that'll be a very interesting matchup just because Mexico's whole goal right now is to get past, is to get out of the group stage, get into the round of 16, win a game in the round of 16, and finally get to the quarterfinals, to the round of eight, because the past few World Cups, they've been knocked out in the round of 16, and their goal is to get to that fifth game, I believe is what they call it, or the sixth game, I can't remember what the project is called, but they that's been their whole goal. Um, and of course, France, Australia, I mean, France should realistically beat Australia, but the Aussies are are, are very feisty. Um, so, so yeah, um, 
it's man, I just this is the today was just great. Like it it was so much fun seeing the United States play again in the World Cup. Just feeling that I I watched it at B Dubs uh, over in uh, in Leesburg, so I got to watch it with some people um, there, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know the it, it's just. It's great. Like I said, the last time the United States played in a World Cup match, I was in high school, and um, and to see them back, um, and and put on a pretty decent, uh, pretty good performance w- was awesome. So um, hopefully Friday we can celebrate a win. <laughs> you know, it's to be realistic, I I wouldn't necessarily say the United States is going to win. I think that they're going to definitely give England some fits. Um, uh, you know, I think a draw would be insanely awesome and a win would be just like out of this world. Cause then we could absolutely talk so much smack to them, um, and remind them that it's, that it's soccer, not football, but, um, you know, they are a very talented young team. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, um, it was a fun day. It was a fun day today. Um, it's going to be a great week. You know, we got more World Cup matches tomorrow. We got some World Cup matches on Thursday, which I'm not sure if I'm going to record a a show on Thursday, but I will definitely try to record one on Friday after USA England. Um, We'll see how that goes. Um, Either way, you'll you'll get a show that night, maybe not immediately after, but um, at some point something will come on. But, um, but yeah, uh, listen, it's the World Cup. It's it's Thanksgiving week. Like enjoy this, ladies and gentlemen. Like we will never have a sporting week and month like this ever again. Um, so yeah. With that being said, uh, I think we should probably end it here. Um, you know, I just want to. You know, we got to thank our sponsors again. Of course, PM Plus Reserve, Shenandoah Primitives, Doctor Dave Leadership Corporation, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate, and Barrett Pest and Termite Services. Um. Yeah, I think I think the U.S. is going to be all right. I still have I, I'm still optimistic here, and um, so yeah. So with that being said, um, I'm out of here, guys. Uh, I've been your host. Uh, you know the Swiss Army knife, Carlos Martinez. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow. Later. <laughs>